talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And we're back. This is a part two. Brent, Kevin, gentlemen, we were talking about Sabbath, and um, we just ran out of time last week, and so we're going to pick it up again today. And to kind of catch y'all up, we're dealing with the issue of what does it mean to practice Sabbath? The Bible has a command. One of the it's the uh, fourth commandment of, of Scripture. Uh, excuse me, fourth commandment of the Ten Commandments that we're to keep Sabbath, remember the Sabbath, and keep it holy. And so some of the things we dealt with last week were um, when do we keep Sabbath? Do we need to do it on a Sunday? Do we need to do it on a Saturday? What's the what's the method? How do we make? I mean, can can we go to church and not have Sabbath? All those kind of questions. So. Let's pick it back up. We were we were just getting started, and we had to push stop. Let me go ahead and start by actually reading the command in the Scripture from Exodus, one of the Ten Commandments that we mentioned Well, my paraphrase ago. wasn't good enough? Your paraphrase is very good, but I just want to read it so that, <laughs> that our listeners know that we're actually— That's the JSV. <laughs> Exodus 20, <laughs> verses 8 version. through 11. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Oh, by keeping it holy, if that's— Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy." So that's the that's the context, if you were listening last week and you're listening today, that we're talking about from the Old Testament. That's one of them. It's mentioned many times in the Old Testament, but this is the actual command written on the, uh, of the Ten Commandments written on the stones by the fingerprint of God himself. We're recording this on a Sunday, so I'm not going to say anything else. I'm not working today. Oh, time out. Somehow or another, you were muted, and I'm just wondering if you are muted through that entire last podcast. <laughs> Oh my goodness! That's so. I mean, I mean, we have to redo it, right? Because uh, there'll be a lot of silence. Yeah, but we you didn't really say anything important last podcast. Anyways. I know, but I mean, <laughs> gaps. Like, you can go through like and you can edit it. If it's okay. able to be heard, I don't know. Oh man, yeah. Actually, we'll so we'll we see. Pause. I'm not sure how that happened. No, did you pause that just now? No, we're still live. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> just just know that everything you said may not be actually recorded hi welcome to messy christianity part two <laughs> it is messy this is oh, um my. okay hey so, i was here for the last one i said a lot of good stuff despite what he just said so. yeah you, you might have yeah i may have actually yeah. i probably would have noticed though so. so here's the deal um the sabbath is um it's more than just going to church it, it's a because like you said you can go to church and not sabbathize that's a new word. That's good. Um, so he said, remember the Sabbath by keeping it holy. Holy is set apart. So holy is unique. It's set apart for special service. So even though we might be working on a Sunday, even even though we're engaged in music or, 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 or teaching or uh, any of the other things that we do as leaders on a Sunday, we can still have it as a holy day, can we not? So aren't we keeping the Sabbath even though we're technically working? I would say that we're keeping the holiness aspect of it, but the whole aspect of resting, which is part of the fundamental part of it, God rested on the seventh day as an example. So it's 
we've got half of it, but not the whole from that perspective. Because I, I would say that the holiness of God, living a holy lifestyle, that's a 24-7 command. That's not simply because I go to church and it's a Sabbath that I should be holy. Every aspect of who we are as a Christ follower, our very thoughts, taking every thought captive, is a process of becoming holy as God is holy. So, so the idea is we're constantly living holy lifestyles because that's the pursuit of our hearts to be more in tune and more like God. Does that make sense? Yeah. So then it begs a question. If that's not a holy day or if that's not a Sabbath day in terms of rest— when do we do Sabbath? That's individual case by case. I, I know for me, when I started this journey several years back, the first thing I started doing was not working on Saturday because when I went to the Scripture, it was Saturday. I said, I don't, I, this, is what I, this is where I've got to start. And so that so, means you don't cut your lawn, you don't clean your pool, you don't clean your house, you don't uh, cut up vegetables for soup the next day. Is, is that what you're talking about? or is I, it? I personally, we do not do that anymore in our house. Uh, with the occasion of meal preparation, we'll do some meal preparation in the house, but I'm not doing meal preparation for next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday in the house. Now, there are occasions, as as you mentioned in the last podcast, when there's things that have to be done. Like a youth party. A youth party. There's, a, <laughs> there's, there's cultural things. There's, uh, there's whatever is going on in life that we really, because of our job or because of life situations, we don't have a choice in doing that. But... As a, as a general lifestyle. And it, it was so amazing. It's, it, when we're home on Friday evenings, my children know, guys, we need to get cleaned up because if you want to obey Sabbath tomorrow, if you want to have a Sabbath rest day, then you've got to get the house clean today. I, I can't live in filth. i got to have it organized. You know, I, we, we can't do this. And so... So even even Jonathan, my thirteen year old, will wake up on sun, on Saturday sometimes, and Mom will say, "Hey, go pick this up. Take this trash out." <laughs> Sorry, and, it's and Sabbath. She's like, but Mom, it's Sabbath. I'm not supposed to do oh anything. That's so, awesome. You go, is, Jonathan. It is. And so so that's a teaching opportunity of. Hey, we're not taking it to the legalistic aspect. The trash needs to go out. I'll show I'm, you I'm the sorry. The, the trash has to go out whether it's a Sabbath or not. Yeah. And I and and that kind of goes back to what you were talking about in the previous podcast, Jeff, about the principle of it. It's it's not I, I'm I'm not gonna do anything but lay in my bed or watch seeing on the couch the entire day. That's not a part of it. Mm. Now, the flip side that we really struggle with is Guys, this is not a day where you just sit around, do nothing, and, and, and veg and watch movies and play on your, your eye devices. Mm. The, because if, I, if that's all that I do, then I miss the aspect of it that it's holy, it's set apart for a relationship with God. So what one of the things we do is we try to watch a Christian movie on Sunday or, or, or have some type of interaction. Where Sunday or Saturday? I'm sorry, Saturday, Saturday okay. uh, where we have some type of interaction and, and we're talking about things that really matter, talking about the Scripture. Now, this is me from a messed up life, you know, lifelong Christ follower who's never done this, trying to figure this out. Don't have a whole lot of uh, of examples except uh, for some things that I'm reading and 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 struggling. You know, as as Jeff said last time, you know, I'm not a Jew. I am a Gentile, but how much of that is my responsibility to to flesh out and walk? Uh, the, the very command of Sabbath. So that's how we do it in our in our, in our home. We, we'll go out and we'll walk out in nature. We'll ride the bikes. We'll go play at the park and things of that nature. But cutting grass, no. Weed eating, no. 
cleaning the house outside of the very basics, the things that have to be done that day. No, we, we don't do that. And honestly, the, the person that struggles the most in this entire dynamic in our house is my bride. She really struggles with this because mm-hmm. she's one of them. I, I see this. It needs to be done. I'm like, okay, I'm not forcing you not to do it. But I want you to understand, we're not doing it, and I'm reminding her why we're doing it. And it really, really, really Mm -hmm. is a struggle for her. And I think that's a true struggle that a lot of people within our church today, if we were were to come out and say, you need to not work on Saturday if you're off. It's not not about your regular job, but if you're off, don't be cutting the grass, don't be washing the car, don't be tending to things that need to be taken care of. You sit, you spend time with a family, and you watch Christian movies, and, and you hang out together. A lot of people would struggle with that and have a hard time being obedient with that. And and so that even that could come across as this legalistic, this is what I've got to do. My pastor's telling me I got to do this. And then we miss the whole approach, uh, the whole heart behind it as well. See, what I just heard was God said, Jeff, you are to go fishing or hunting every Saturday. You're not to cut the grass and you're not to paint the house and you're not to fix the broken washing machine. You are to go. <laughs> well, I, I'm we, joking, and, but but, but. We, we can defend that biblically through the Old Testament. That that that's the very essence. I you think your shall pro- I think your problem work. though is you'd have to defend that biblically through the New Testament, not just the Old Testament, which is which which is the rub, because because the um, the New Testament doesn't have the same specific command of Sabbath as does. The Old Testament, the but New in the Testament. Same breath, it doesn't say not to. It doesn't. So it doesn't negate it, but it tends to go the other way and kind of loosen it up. When Jesus does talk about, look, guy was guy was sick, he needed healing. It was Sabbath. What do you want me to do? So I'm that I'm kind of in the middle between it, saying I don't think that the purpose for us is to have one full day. Because that's another question: How long do you do it? Because he said on 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 the Sabbath day. So Jewish, Jew, traditionally would be sundown to sundown. sun up or sundown to sun sundown. Down. So you really point, need to start on Friday night if, if, well, if you were to do that. The Messianic that. Jews, that's how they celebrate it yeah. today. It's yeah, if you Friday go to Israel, you're not going to have a home-cooked no, it, meal. It's Friday no. to dust until Saturday at dust, and then you would have a celebratory dinner Saturday evening. In fact, when, when we're looking at the New Testament Scripture, I think it's Acts, but wherever it is that, that Paul is said on the first day of the week, Paul met together with the, with the, with the body of believers and, and was preaching and, and teaching. This was when the, when the dude fell asleep and fell out of the second-story window and he Eutychus. went down and killed him. Eutychus. Yeah, Eutychus. What's the name? Um, Eutychus? Yeah. How is that? That's from the Bible trivia. I'm still here, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Eutychus. So, hey, let me turn your mic back off. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but that very example, that, that says the first day of the week, but that is the Jewish first day of the week. Where we, what, what he was was sharing this end of Sabbath evening, Saturday evening meal with this group of Christ followers, after which he began to preach, and according to the scripture, was a little bit long-winded. long-winded. Yep. We don't want to know anything about long-winded preachers nope. now. Hey, um, hey, and I so, feel like that was directed and so now, to now, me. Now set the scene, you got the, you got the young guy <laughs> who's got a belly full of good food, he's Sabbath, belly full of good food, <laughs> sitting <laughs> second Tory window, is getting hot in there because the preacher's long-winded, he falls asleep, falls out. Sabbath I mean, is dangerous. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Sabbath is dangerous in you the know, New Testament. You know, I just saw your shirt. <laughs> It's a great shirt. Y- y'all got to see this shirt that Kevin is wearing. It's Fred Sanford, and underneath the big words, three words, you big dummy. You big dummy. <laughs> great shirt. Hey, why don't you say something? Why don't My you, wife Can you add shirt. something? Can you, like, have okay. value here? Yeah, I mean, okay. You're just you know sitting what? there. You know what? Hey, 
Time out. I'm right. muted and all. So, yeah. <laughs> is it my fault that I'm muted? From oh, the now you're going to blame somebody else yeah, for... Yeah. So, okay. Hey guys, that was a week ago. Let it go. That was all right. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Seems like just 30 minutes ago. Yeah. What were you going to say? I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 you know how that feels, no, I do. don't you? Yeah, I do. I'm so sorry. You ADD squirrel. What can I say? Here it is. So Saturday, Sunday, it is hard in our culture to, but it, it, it's hard. <laughs> to what? To set aside a specific day. I understand that because, you know, ball games and all this kind of stuff. But here's the thing, like what you just said earlier about, um, you know, the principal or whatever. I think we have to be very, very intentional. And yeah. so if if we just leave it to a um, I'm going to do it when I can do it kind of thing, yeah, you're we right. never do it. You're we right. never, ever, ever do it. So the principle underneath the whole thing is Sabbath rest is it's for us. God gave it to us for us. It's it's regeneration of our souls uh, that God has planned into part of our weekly. And if we think about this, we do, do a, a nightly prayer time. And I know this has happened to you guys. So I sit down to pray at night, in the morning, whenever it may be. And immediately everything that I haven't done for the past month or year pops into my mind. Does that happen? Am I the only one that happens? I just go to sleep. Okay. So it was just like and suddenly I'm just flooded with all these emotions. Of, oh, I forgot to do that. I forgot to do that. I forgot to do that. I think the same thing happens on a spiritual in a spiritual realm level when we try to do Sabbath. It's kind of what you said your wife, your bride was struggling with. You know, we start to do this... Uh, spiritual rest time of thing it's like suddenly we realize oh this house is a wreck oh yeah. my goodness i've got so much to do i've got to prepare i got this tomorrow i got you know all this stuff this week i gotta pack the kids lunches for the week we are so busy we are so so busy um and I, I, it's almost like if god himself could just jesus could come down physically and sit right in front of us and go stop <laughs> slow down be still well i think that is the key it's the be still because we can be sitting and not still. We can be quiet and not still. My mind is always going. Yeah, well, that's because you're brilliant. I am. Just you totally know, brilliant. You big you, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. Yeah. No, but really, I, I think that, that when Jesus said, look, the Sabbath was not made, you were not made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath, the Sabbath was made for you. Mm-hmm. I think what he was doing is addressing the fundamental um uh, uh, nature of who we are. We are by nature one who will idolize that which doesn't need to be idolized, and we will we will gravitate away from God. We will gravitate away from stillness. And so he's saying, "Look, I've built a way. I built a system, so to speak, that that forces you to come back and be still, because it's it's in the secret. You know, it's in the quiet place that." We know that God is there, hmm. and and His still small voice can't be heard very easily when we're constantly on digital things, when we're constantly Going. doing stuff. Yeah. Um, I know when I get on a lawnmower, I kind of veg out, and I that that that's a call me silly, but that's a spiritual moment sure. for me. So when are you on a lawnmower? He has no grass. Well, that is true. <laughs> so so that is got a son who just has now two lawnmowers. This yeah. is true. This is very true. But when it does happen, awesome. <laughs> when it does, um, so that's so. Can can we jump into something too? This is important to me because of 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 where I am in ministry and 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 the experience of my family. 
and you guys are probably going to listen to this after this has happened. Just full disclosure, yeah. it is. It is. Uh, we're in May. We're in May. Yeah. So yeah. you'll be hearing this in probably August or September. Or September. Yeah. Um, we're that far ahead. Hand clap. For yes. Us. Yeah. Okay. Well come done. On. Yep. Um. So so what we're talking about though though is my family. Well, I'm doing a, a sabbatical from the church, and my family, of course, is a large part of that, and. I was I had been convicted that I need to step step away for a period of time, give total control over to you guys, um, because in the scripture I believe it's Numbers twenty five, God says every seven years. Now this was again a Jewish command. He said every seven years you're to let the land Sabbath. So so that's where the word sabbatical comes from. It's an understanding of the land is going to rest. And I believe that it wasn't as much for the land to rest as it was for the people to have this extended Sabbath, for them to really put their faith in God and trust in what he says to action. And so we're, we're, we're doing a sabbatical, and at this point again we've done it, but I fully anticipate that unplugging for a long period of time will be uh, one of those aha moments, one of those life-changing, because... Now, I, I do rest for long periods of time, like two weeks each year around September. I, I've been doing that the last three or four or five years. And I will tell you this, that's given more life to me than I could ever possibly explain. I always come back ready to go, new vision, new insight. So I can't even imagine how it's going to be with uh, 12 or 14 weeks. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that for a moment. We are supposed to have a weekly Sabbath. But what about the need for us to draw away for extended periods of time? We've been struggling in the last podcast and the first 15, 20 minutes of this podcast about how in the world do we possibly take yep. one week with our, or <laughs> one, one day. day with our time, and now we're throwing a, a whole... Yeah, you know, we're, we're talking about extended. And so when I say extended, maybe it's just a week. Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe it's three weeks. Mm -hmm. Maybe it is actually seven or 10 or, or 15. Maybe it's six months. Well, I think we see that very principle in our culture. We we have retreats constantly. Yep. Whether you're in a Christian circle or you're not a Christian circle, you got the marriage retreats, you got the business retreats, you got the prayer retreats, you've got the you know whatever the retreat is, and the retreats are not vacations, they are purposeful. Not that the vacation isn't. So there's a little bit of difference in the mindset. Yeah. I'm going on vacation. I'm going to go to Disney World to play and have fun. I go on a retreat so that I can re physically rest, yeah. but mentally re-energize. And I think that's part of, the, of what we miss in the weekly Sabbath. I know for me, I really, every single time, honestly, every single time I've gone, uh, well, lately to, to Guatemala on a mission trip, I have come back physically exhausted, but mentally, it's like, wow, it's like I'm mentally refreshed because I was able to step away from the day in, day out, normal routine, and really just spend a lot more time thinking and praying and focusing on God. So from that perspective, you know, a week, two weeks of doing things like that can be physically draining, but mentally refreshing. Mm -hmm. And so the idea of, of the extended, I, I see that from corporations doing that with with their high level executives to yeah. seminaries and 
um, college professors doing that for extended periods when it comes to trying to figure out what to write next or where they're they're trying to take the direction of a, of a particular group and pastors taking and, and spiritual leaders taking extended periods of time to be able to focus and pray and really seek God and mm-hmm. ask for a, a clarity of direction and vision. We see that principle in our very culture, and we see that throughout the Old Testament, uh, Old Testament, from the, the idea of the of the resting in the extended period of Sabbath. Yeah, and it and it's counterproductive for us to not take extended periods periodically. It's countercultural. Yeah. It really is. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I'm I know I'm saying, but it's counterproductive I'm, as well. Yes, I'm saying. It, yeah. I'm saying one thing because I, I, I said it differently a minute ago, but still in our culture. Many people do look at that as a, as a negative. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you lazy? Yeah, or or oh, I wish I could have another week's vacation, and, every and, two yeah. weeks vacation. And that's what I mean by it's counterproductive because we think that if we go harder, we go longer, we go faster, we'll get more done. But every bit of research on this has demonstrated mm-hmm. that the more you go, the harder you go, the longer you go, the less productive you are. Resting, the revitalization, the rejuvenation, the revisioning that gives you an extended life and a more uh, extended life in whatever you're doing. And it also gives you a clearer picture of what you're supposed to be doing. I was talking with a friend. It wasn't about sabbatical and Sabbath but uh, about a month ago, but it was about getting away and refreshing, rethinking, being able to have clarity of thought. And she told me that she had been doing some research. She's a school teacher over in Spanish Fort. And she had done research about how these artists and musicians and uh, people that, that were gifted in the arts would purposely go to a different part of the world, spend a month, mm-hmm. two months, three months exploring, yep. just learning, soaking up the culture yep. because that is what influenced their sure. fresh thinking. <laughs> and it. even architecture. She even mentioned that there, there's a study that these architectures would go and simply just travel the world looking at different architectural designs so that they, they, their creativity could really kick mm-hmm. into high gear. And those are the ones who are creating the new massive, incredible, sure. eye-popping type of uh, architectural designs that we see around the world. It's because of the amount of downtime in order to be productive in the work time. I totally believe that. Yeah, and and I think it's important to note too that this is taking an extended time away is not something that you can um uh, you can expect in every stage of life. You know, we we go through periods of time where it is it's just impossible. <laughs> yeah. If you have toddlers in the house, it's probably not likely that you're going to go somewhere for a couple of weeks yeah. or- and and rest. You know, you're, I'm 22. You're, I've been working at this Chick Fil A for six months, eight months now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, need my, I need a I need a sabbatical. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Um, so, so I I do think it's seasonal. Personally, and again, I'm 45. I think that the mid 40s ish, the early 50s ish, is is the right time. I mean, if you think about all of the things in life that happen between 45 and 50, uh, you know, in general. You've got graduating kids from high school. You got kids going to college. You've got the empty nest. If you started early, if you started and a little it's later, the you, halfway point of life. Absolutely, to be you got to refocus and re, redream. And a good mentor of mine, Benny Prophet. Hey, Benny! Out, shout out, Benny! Um, Hashtag taught yeah. me years ago that, and I didn't. I didn't realize it at the time. I understand it now. He, he said most folks assume that they're they're. 20s and 30s are the most productive 
time of their life, and it's not. It's those mm. 40s, 50s, and 60s that are the most productive. Yeah. Now, you may do the most going in that 20s and 30s, and you had the most energy at that time. But when you look at productivity it's, it's and, and accomplishments, it's those latter years based on wisdom, based on experience, based on rest, based on vision, based on dreams, on and on. So we live in a tension between the reality of the culture we live in and the designed plan that, that God purposed for us. Um, I firmly believe that if everybody took the seventh year off and rested, it would be greatly beneficial. Now, is that possible? No. <laughs> as not. long as the seventh year wasn't the same for everybody. <laughs> well, I mean, We'd even, have to rotate the seven. <laughs> even then. I mean, we got people listening yeah. that own a business. They, I can't close my business for a year. Or, are they, are, you know, some, some guys actually do, okay, so and they've do. proven to be more profitable. Right. But, but are they, yeah. they work for an Yeah. You know, go to your boss and say, God has led me to God take this next year off. You know, the, but I want you to pay me. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. This, you know, we live in the reality of the world we live in. However... I would say that, and this kind of goes back to that previous podcast, but... That you were not available for. <laughs> yeah, that I, I was muted for the entire time because I was resting like a godly person. So, uh, not really. You know you're on Facebook. The, the, Don't even play. The, yeah, whatever. The principle of this would be that we have to fight. We have to yes. fight for, for rest. We've got to fight. More than a principle, as, we, as y'all talked about in the last podcast, more than a principle, we've got to fight for that. We've got to... Um, See the necessity to this, and and make make intentionally make time for this, and going full circle back to the very beginning from last week, we have to acknowledge that if we don't do this, this is a sin issue. I agree, I fully agree. Because if it's just a choice, then I'm just not making wise choices. But if we call it what it is, there's that level of accountability. There's that level of weight. There's that level of of seriousness to it, guys. This is. A sin issue, whether you're talking about a weekly Sabbath or a, a yearly week to get away and focus, retreat, or mm-hmm. even a seven-year type of, of how do I gain new vision and new direction for my purpose and calling in life. This is implemented. It's biblical, and we have to do it one way or another. My friend Bob Green, uh, it, I think it was Bob, uh, might, might, might have been Rick Wheeler that said it, but... Um, he said, you know, you've got to practice getting away daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly. Mm. And so I, I can't remember this, the details about it. It's been so long ago since we, t- we learned this. But the daily is, even if it's just 30 minutes, you know, just uh, setting aside 15, 20, 30 minutes, maybe an hour, just you and God, just, just to, to rest and to, to be still before him. Yeah, to, to, to give yourself some margin. Yeah. And then on a weekly basis, the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And then on a monthly basis, you know, maybe two days or, or mm-hmm. just in a, a shorter extended time. And then every year going, you know what, i got to step away. To the person listening right now, is, is they're screaming at us through, the, through their radio. You don't list. know my life. That's right. You don't know yeah. my life. You don't know my schedule. You have no idea. In love, can we tell them, we agree, we don't, but maybe. But it ain't busier than what we've got. Yeah, and, and maybe it's time to really analyze what you He's got, got there. He's got four kids. Right, and pull back. And, and what do you need to say no to yeah, in order exactly. to. This is absolutely, once again, it's it's a biblical command to do this. We're not created to go 90 to nothing without rest. And if you need some help with this, there, there are a ton of resources, but. I would highly recommend 
going back to the Jesuit monk, I think he was Jesuit monk, uh, Brother Lawrence. Yeah. Was, yeah. What was it? 14, 1500s. I can't remember yeah. the time frame exactly. But he wrote something called Practicing the Presence, Presence of God. God. Yeah. Absolutely. That should have been in our five books. A, that it been really, it, yeah. yeah. And well, it's a now. lifestyle it of what you were talking about, Jeff. Yeah. Of I love some of his quotes. He, and from best I remember this one. He was a, a Franciscan friar. And his job, he had gout really, really bad, and he would work in the kitchen. And that was his job, to work in the kitchen. I, I picture Nacho Libre. Um, <laughs> yes. But he, was, he would work in the kitchen, and one of his quotes is, Everything I do, I do unto the glory of the Lord. And as I flip my little omelet, I do it as unto the Lord. And if I'm done and have nothing else to do, I lay prostate on the floor. And if I see a straw, I will pick it up. In the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm just like, wow. And even in the busyness of his life, he found that inner presence of being at peace with God. That's the purpose of Sabbath. That's the person, that's the purpose of, of the 30 minute a day, hour a day, and then the weekly, monthly, yearly. It's intentionally practicing being in the presence of God. You know, I, I distinctly remember as a college student and a young young adult right after college, looking at that kind of life, the, the monk life, you know, where everything was holy, everything was devoted to God. And I remember the wrestling and the struggling going, man, I just can't find that because my life was nothing like that. I didn't live in a monastery. I lived in New Orleans going and, you know, I, I, it was it was just busy. And it wasn't until much later on that I realized that you know, I'm. Tr- I've actually. I actually idolized a, a view of what that means rather than the essence of what that means. So I would encourage people: don't try to be Brother Lawrence, but practice the presence of God in the situation that you are in. Absolutely. And and it by definition means, Kevin. You just mentioned this. You can't have it all. I said can't. You cannot have it all. Every time you say yes, you say no. And every time you say no, you say yes. You can say yes. Underneath that whole thing that you just said, we believe that having it all will satisfy us. Absolutely. And that, 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 that's the goal of life is to have it all. And if we ever get to that point, which you never do, then we'll be satisfied. And it's actually completely just upside down. Yeah. You have it all. You have it all when you have God by saying no to other things. People that have it all, so to speak, which they really don't, but people who have it all are some of the most stressed out, yeah. chaotic, miserable people you could possibly want to know. Now you're fearful of losing everything. Yeah. You know? now, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but but isn't it crazy that we we hold on to this idea so tightly and we people have told us we know what we're supposed to do but we're afraid that if we let go we're going to miss something and then but when we finally do it it always 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 happens why didn't i do this sooner right i found a brother lawrence quote here and it is from the practice of the presence of god i think this will be good for us here it says do not be discouraged by the resistance you will encounter from your human nature excellent You must go against your human inclinations. Often in the beginning, you will think that you are wasting time, but you must go on. Be determined and persevere in it until death, despite all the difficulties. Well, that's good. That's awesome, isn't it? Well, gentlemen, have any last words? (coughs) Famous last words? Chick-fil-A. My last words would be,
the peace that passes understanding is the spirit of the living God. So no matter what your situation and where you are, as a Christ follower, you do have that spirit dwelling within you. Whether you're in tune, whether you're in in life with the Holy Spirit of God, if you're in 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 fellowship together, that is a up to you type of position. But practicing the presence of God is a lifestyle. Absolutely. Amen. And I'd add that I haven't figured it all out yet, obviously. Um, but but I allow myself the grace to practice figuring it out. You know, I, I, I acknowledge that I've got a lot to learn on this. And so I hope that we keep a teachable spirit as men, and I hope that our listeners will keep a teachable spirit. And, you know, we're we're only halfway through. If I live to be 90, I'm, I'm at my halfway point. And so uh, I shouldn't have it all figured out yet. That life would be awfully boring for the rest of it if I did. So, hmm. Gentlemen, it's a pleasure. You big dummy. You big dummy. <laughs> That's a great shirt, man. So Kevin is wearing a big dummy shirt, and Brent is wearing, you want to guess? Da 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 That's War. Superman. But oh. <laughs> close enough. <laughs> but, hey, John Williams, was, regardless. Shout know, out to John Williams. Yeah. yeah. So he's wearing a Star Wars shirt, and I, of course, am wearing a uh, nice shirt. polo because I have class and style. Anyways, we got to go. See you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. If you want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.